to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your co-host, Angie Rogers Howell. Now, what is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by the Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Who do we have on the show this week? This week, we have Cheryl Crowder from Muncie Downtown Development. Now, on this program, we talk a lot about Angie growing up in the uh, w- with the church surrounding yeah. her. We're, we kind of dog it sometimes. Sometimes do we, we dog it. Now, I don't like. I don't want to be hard on it because I think it's important, and I think it was a valuable, integral part of my life and everything. And lots of people find value in it still. So I don't want to always dog on it and always dog on my parents about how they raised me and things like that. So what are some good things about the church? Well, I think there were lots of good things about the church. First of all, it gave me like a sense of community. Um, Most of my best friends I have ever had came from church or, you know, church school or things like that. So even my best friends that I have today, um, I've had since third grade. And that's when I started, you know, going to those different churches and things like that. So um, I think it gives you a sense of community. I also think I like when people come together to like worship or to in celebration of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so even even now, even though we don't necessarily go to church right now anymore, but when we go to like concerts and things like that, I think it's really cool like for people to come together and sing um, in like, I don't know, I don't know. It just kind of taps into your primal essence. So what you're saying is my church is actually at Ruoff Music Center. Yeah. It's, so. I mean, it depends on where <laughs> maybe not some of the concerts that you go to. But no, I think it, I think it is something different when you when you're all at a at a concert or at a some kind of a thing where everybody's singing together and that just taps into some part like your lizard brain like from forever ago where it's you're a communal you're doing something together all for one purpose and everything and that's some like hippy dippy whatever thing but I think I think it's I think it's cool and it's important and what's another great thing about church. Uh, well, when I was a youth pastor's wife, you know, it was hard because, you know, you're dealing with teenagers and their parents and all the stuff that comes along with like a church and all that kind of thing. But like, I remember I lived in Dallas and we were talking, it was around Christmas time and we were talking about Jesus and that he was a person also, you know, God and a person all at the same time. But we were like, you know, I said, Jesus had brothers and sisters. Like we know that Jesus had a brother, James, that says it in the Bible. He pro- he had other brothers and he probably had other sisters too. We just didn't talk about them because girls weren't important in the Bible most of the time. But he had sisters too and brothers and had a family and they probably got on his nerves and stuff like that. And one of my kids, I remember it was just like Oprah says like an aha moment. And he was like, wait, what? Jesus had brothers? I'm like, yeah, he did. And he had, you know, a family and a mom and a dad and all the same stuff that you do. And it was just like a light bulb went off and he was like, Jesus, he's just like me or whatever, you know, (laughs) except for he's also God. Um, So like just those little moments when kids like get it or whatever um, and understand what you're like trying to teach them and tell them and everything, I think it's pretty, was pretty cool. And what else is good with the church? Well, I mean, I don't know if this one is necessarily good, but I, church is there for when you need it and when life is not going well sometimes i mean it's good it's there when it's there when things are going well too but when your life falls apart there's there's a community there to kind of help pick you up and put you back together um one thing i remember and i mean this is not like the it's not the happiest thing in the world but one of my when i was living in california one of my youth group kids dad 
got was in a terrible car accident. Some guy passed him, and I don't know. He and he, the the car crashed. He died. Three of his friends died. It was like a big thing. It was it was not good. Um, and this kid's like twelve, and like his whole world has just like fallen apart because his dad just got in this freak accident that nobody saw coming. Um, and so I remember I, I was the pastor's wife and he was in my junior high youth group that I was in charge of. And he was like my buddy and all that. So I went to the funeral and it was the most sad thing in the whole entire world. Um, and I went back to the house, you know, where they have the food and all the stuff and everything. And he was in his room and he was just on his bed and he like, I gave him a big hug and you know, I'm not a big hugger person, mm. but I gave him a big hug and he just like sobbed on my shoulder because his life had just been torn apart. And while that's not happy and uplifting and fun um it's good that people are there to help other people when they're when they're hurting and when they need it and all that kind of stuff and hopefully i made a difference in his life i he's great i see pictures on facebook now and he's a grown-up with a family and kids and all kinds of stuff so he seems like he's well adjusted but yeah but i was able to be there and hopefully be a cool grown-up person to help him in that really terrible time in his life and I'm sure there's more things great about church, which we'll talk about in upcoming episodes. Absolutely. As mentioned, we're sponsored by the Schaefer Leadership Academy. You can find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. But here recently, Angie, didn't you do a coffee talk? I did. Uh, they just started a new program there, Coffee Talk. So I think I was only the second one that they've had so far, um, where I talked about Gone Boss and Tips for Transformation was the title of my talk. Um, but we had about 40 people there and who I'd never really met before. Um, and it was a free event where people could come and learn a little bit more about different topics that they're interested in. I think one, the one they had before me was about social entrepreneurship. Um, so it's a new thing that they've started, but I think it's a pretty cool way to reach the community for topics that they might not otherwise get to hear and a free kind of thing. Now, give us some of your uh, top 10 tips for transformation. I can't give away the secret sauce. Oh, come on. <laughs> you got to go see the coffee you talk. You got to see the coffee talk. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> All right. You can find out more about Schaefer Leadership Academy, again, at SchaeferLeadership.com. In the studio today, we have Cheryl Crowder. What's your title? Um, I am the event director for Muncie Downtown Development Partnership. That's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. <laughs> it's long on the card, too. Yeah, it doesn't fit on your business <laughs> card. Mm-hmm. That's all right. So what do you do as far as that you do I make parties. You make parties. I make parties. Excellent. I try to uh, create events to draw attention to downtown and all the fabulous things that we have here and help people uh, be a part of it. Awesome. So you're behind uh, like Arts Walk and all the cool things we do at Cannon Commons all, every year. The movies and um, Foodie Fridays and Art Reels and uh, Ball State Orientation, oh, yeah. all, all those those kinds of things. And you've had some great events in the past that have uh, that we don't really have anymore. But Rib Fest was a, a, a very big draw. Also, uh, Muncie Grawl. Muncie Grawl. Yep. And so you planned and put all that together from the very beginning. Yeah, from the first one, um, it was crazy that we were 97% vacant downtown. So we just invited bars from all over the community to come in and set up shop for the evening. Hmm. And 
the people really responded to that. So um, it became kind of one of our signature events. But as downtown changed, the nature of the event changed, mm -hmm. and um, we didn't have indoor vacant spaces anymore because they became occupied. Right. So it did its job, and so then we said goodbye to it. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, events and needs change and shift. So you know, if one one goes away, then something new will come and take its place. Absolutely. And, like that, so. and we are still looking for that replacement event, but we will. We will find it Figure soon. Figure it out. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. All right. Now, tell me a little bit about yourself. Are you from Muncie? Where'd you come from? Um, I came from Anderson, so nearly the okay. same thing. Almost the um, same. Not too much difference at all. In fact, kind of mirrors of each mm -hmm. other. Um, but I came to Muncie in like 1984 um, as a Ball State student. Oh, okay. Uh, st studying theater and psychology. That was probably actually about the same time that I discovered downtown. I was working with a theater group um, called the Gray Light Theater, and they had agreed to strip all the woodwork on the third floor of the Patterson Building ballroom in exchange for performance space. Oh, wow. So I came wandering down into a very empty downtown. I would kill my daughter for doing the things that I did. <laughs> like, I, I think back on it, and I'm like, that was kind of terrifying. <laughs> But as it turned out, I didn't find my theater group, but I found a guy who I ended up marrying who was an artist and had a studio space up there. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, I think I started my love affair with downtown at that point. The mm -hmm. architecture was beautiful. It was like something that I had never really experienced before. And when I did, it was forever. Awesome. <laughs> Fell in love with it and stuck around for yep. a while. Yep, yeah, for sure. Well, great. So you mentioned you have a daughter. I do, I do, um, and as she lives in Scottsdale, Arizona, oh, okay, she's a buyer for the Scottsdale Princess Resort, oh. so she's a professional shopper. I'm nice. so jealous. <laughs> what, a, what a job to have, right? I know, right? Yeah. And she's living her best 30-year-old life, so I like love that. And then I also have a son, Zorn, okay. uh, who is here in Muncie, and um, he's a singer, songwriter, skateboarder, artist. Um, the, my kids are very much different, very mm -hmm. different from one another. I used to call them my light blue and my red child. <laughs> um, they're kind of merging their colors now mm -hmm. as they get older. But yeah, they're they're pretty fabulous. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, and well, as your kids grow up and change, and you see like the little adult people they're going to be, it's so it's cool to see Absolutely. how they shift and change. Absolutely, and, like and they love each other, and that, that makes good. me feel really good. You know that they will always have each other. So yeah, it's cool. That's excellent. Well, cool. Now going back to uh, downtown Muncie and your mm -hmm. love affair with it from uh -huh. a very young age to to today. What what are some of the big changes you've seen down here? Yeah, uh, well, just I think activity as a whole, like I said, it was like 93% vacant. That's We had some jewelry stores and law offices mm -hmm. down here. The Harat was an early on piece um, mm -hmm. that was in place. The Mark obviously has been down here for longer than mm -hmm. about anybody. And they were located ever. on Main Street, Correct. which they have now yeah. taken over at Center Stage, which, mm -hmm. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that used to be the the Muncie Children's Museum. Yes, that it was. Way back in the okay. day. When my daughter was small, it was the Children's I, Museum. I'm and sure I yes. went there when it was the Children's yeah. Museum. Because yeah. yeah. they had the fire room or whatever, and if you touched you the door. You had to escape. Uh, and then, you had to escape. Yeah. Like it. the little anthill that yeah. you could oh, climb yeah. through and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was junior achievement for a little bit, too. Okay. Um, I think after it was the Children's Museum. A lot of these buildings have been repurposed over time with well, different yeah. businesses or organizations in mm -hmm. them. But like you said, most of them were vacant. It was also, what, a one-way street on Walnut with uh, barricades It or had something. been a pedestrian mall. They actually took 
driving oh, really? traffic out of it. It was like a trend across the United States. And so everybody was doing it. So we did it mm-hmm. too. And it was kind of the, the answer to the mall. Mm-hmm. Um, so an outdoor mall kind of, kind of setting, it really didn't go well at all anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when they reopened it, the infrastructure of the street was not really intact. And so it started falling apart right. and all of that. I think the other big change downtown is that um, it's truly a neighborhood. There are people who live down mm-hmm. here. And when I first moved down here in the 80s, um, I think there were like two other people that I know of that were living downtown. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that was pretty, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Pretty much it. And, you know, we lived in the Patterson building for four years and then I was pregnant with Inez and we moved into uh what is now part of Civic Theater. Mm. Um, it was a storefront next to Gordy's Fine Art and Framing, oh, or the yeah. Art Mart. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was our conventional move, was to move into the storefront. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we uh, lived in the building that it's, uh, Casa del Sol is in as well. Okay, okay. yeah. And renovated to a point. Um, I don't recommend renovating a building to save your marriage it's really bad (laughs) probably might not work out (laughs) yeah if someone really didn't work out (laughs) but I don't I wouldn't regret it I would I don't regret it I wouldn't trade any of those experiences they were fun but yeah the second third floors of these buildings didn't have anything in Mm -hmm. there they were mostly storage and it was that first group of investors that really took that leap to um try it out and and it worked and people loved it and And now now it's hard to find it's hard to get a place it is they're they're renovating churches uh into apartments yeah one we've we we know about there's people are just using space whatever they can do to get residential uh housing Mm -hmm. done which is awesome what are some of the things you're involved in not just downtown but in Muncie I am I bought a new house this last year in October okay so I've become involved with my neighborhood association which is a new new thing I mean downtown was fun living down here but we didn't really have a neighborhood association so it was a a different kind of thing that than that Um, I sit on the Mac uh, Muncie Arts and Culture Council board yeah was part of the bridge dinner like Mm -hmm. that committee um, I'm working with some people who are um, bringing Pride 2020 to downtown. Oh, so nice. oh, wow. that's a, a big step mm-hmm. and I've, I think will be a really interesting group to to be involved with. Um, I've been involved with Muncie Civic Theater. I haven't done any theater in a while, but it's hard to get my schedule to meet up with what rehearsals, rehearsals schedule. Are and a, it's a big commitment. It so, really is. Yeah. And then three weekends of performances, too. It's just sometimes hard to fit in. But I really enjoyed doing that. Yeah. What's and your favorite show you've been in? Southern Baptist Sisters was probably my favorite one that's, that's at Civic. One. And then I did some work with uh, Think Dog Productions, too. Mm-hmm. And um, we did the play about the baby, which nobody ever really knew what it was about. But it was a lot of fun <laughs> It's to not do. about a baby? <laughs> it kind of is, but it's but really not. Really. not no, it was very strange, <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah, those are fun things to be a part of. Yeah. But they are big commitments. And, yeah, and they are. All that, but mm-hmm. it's always good when you can make that, make it happen. Yeah. What do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? <laughs> <laughs> fun? What's that? TJ Maxx is like my ultimate shopping oh, okay. kind of thing. It's my go-to. Like anytime I don't know what else to do and I just need something fun for myself, TJ Maxx is definitely it. 
Um, I garden. Like I said, I got bought a new house. Right now so you I have, have a house. You can I, have room to do all that. Right. Um, before that, I lived downtown and I had a patio. So everything that I did was in pots mm-hmm. or flower boxes or whatever. So I can actually put things in the ground this year. Nice. And that is very fun. I cook. I love to listen to live music. I dance. No, I see you at the Fickle Beach every now and then. Yep, yep, I do. I, I like to have some beers with friends, mm-hmm. for sure. And you definitely have a group down there. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. We've We're, had Tracy Lutton on the uh, yeah, show before, uh-huh. and uh, I, I know Robbie Tompkins is always down there. Yeah, and Ty and Randy, and it really, we kind of call it our church. It's sort of a, a community mm-hmm. center of sorts, beyond just being a place to get beer at you know, we, we celebrate together and we grieve together and we plan together yeah. and just kind of do life together. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I feel really blessed that it's there. Very good. Tell me about working with Vicki Veach over there at the at the office. She's amazing. She really is an amazing woman. She we are kind of we're very different from one mm-hmm. another. Um, you know, she's very much a, a, a planner and a liability person and um, those kinds of things. And I'm fly by the seat of your pants and like, just, it'll be fine. It'll all Don't work worry out. Don't about worry. it. But it takes both of those kinds of people to put on these kind of events. Like somebody to like think and dream and just what could we do and outside then, the box outside the box and then the the person like, to right, remind you that there is a box there is a box <laughs> we have to like pay bills and uh-huh, you know we gotta exactly. make sure we have liability insurance yeah, she's great at making the money i'm really good at spending it you know so those yeah. things work out very nicely but it is a delight to work with her tell us about some of the events that we can look forward to this summer you mentioned uh foodie fridays is that coming back yep we'll do foodie fridays again it'll be every uh friday in june and july awesome I would love to do August, but once the kids are back in school, everybody's schedules change and it's hard because every year I'm like, it's so beautiful. Can't we do it? And then we do it and nobody shows up. I'm like, next year, remember, you can't do that. (laughs) It doesn't work out. Yeah. We like Foodie Fridays because it's literally in our backyard. Like we can walk across the parking lot and grab a hot dog or whatever and listen to music and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Farmhouse appreciates it. <laughs> well, we're glad that you enjoy it yes. and that you partake in we it. We do partake in it. Yeah. What um, about movies? Moonlight movies. We're okay. doing those again. And as it worked out, it's like every sec- second Saturday of the month. Oh. So oh, okay. June, cool. July, August, and September. Oh, um, we start out with Aquaman uh, and then Little Mermaid. You can check out the website for uh, more And then we end with Dumbo. Yes. Oh, Dumbo. Good. Yeah. So that'll be fun. And we're doing art reels again at the Fickle Peach. Uh, oh, which yes. I watched Pink Floyd the Wall on the wall of Mutual Bank. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, we've got to do some really fun ones out there. So uh, um, You had Brazil. I was thinking about seeing that one. But I think that little, one got rained out, I think actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're more artsy films, mm-hmm. more... Um, Just a, a little bit... Different. Uh, different. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. More adult. Not necessarily <laughs> art films, but... Kind of classics, cult classics, yeah. maybe. Cult classics, yeah. Uh, a better way to describe it. We did Blues Brothers last year, though, and that was great oh, fun. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, I forgot how good that movie really was. So, <laughs> yeah. What's something you wish you had known when you started out? Um, Not to remodel out. Go, <laughs> to save your marriage, for, for sure. All right, that, that. besides <laughs> that one, what else um, we got? I mean, I think I, I uh, wished I had known when I was starting out that if something isn't making you happy or fulfilled just stop doing it you don't have to to hurt yourself Mm -hmm. and continue to do things that make you unhappy and also that 
you're responsible for your joy, you know, and only you. And nobody can do that for you, and nobody can take it away from you, too. So, yeah, I'm glad I learned that. What's on your bucket list? Uh, Well, I would love to go back to Burning Man. I've been one time, and um, I feel like I'm an entirely different person, and I would like to go back with the things that I know now and um, and have experienced in the meantime mm-hmm. and take them back to that event. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also love to go to the Grand Bazaar in Istanbul. Oh. Like I just think all of the smells and the textures and the colors and sort of are the script of my life, I feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd love to go there and see if that's a true thing or not. What gets you truly excited about life? Seeing people be happy. Seriously, I'm a bad Facebook meme today, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it really, uh, if that is, is people being happy and being good to each other, you know, caring about their community and trying, figuring out what their best role is in that makes me all warm and fuzzy. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank thanks. you for having me. Yeah, thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. And now it's one of my favorite segments. It's What Angie Hates. What and Angie Hates. Today we are talking about tiny houses. Tiny houses. Okay. Like, I don't understand tiny houses. I know people who love them. I know people who currently live in them. So I'm not bashing on anybody who lives in a tiny house. I'm just saying that I could not live in a tiny house. The concept of the tiny house by choice really bugs me. You're living in like a cracker box. Okay. Like, all right. Somebody is going to have to poop. And when you do poop, it's going to blow up that entire house. <laughs> like, like, ah. Uh, it might be so tiny you have an outhouse, though. Well, that's a problem in and of itself, too. But still, no, someone's going to have to blow it up. And you're going to be married or living with somebody. I mean, maybe if you live in a tiny house by yourself, okay, I'll give that to you. Um, but if you're these married couples who live in these tiny houses and then you have kids and you're all in this tiny house, like you are all up on each other's business all the time. But don't you think it like forces you outside? So if you have a, a, a good piece of property with, uh, you know, maybe a Well, if you got some land like and whatever. That. Yeah. But like we live in Indiana. It gets cold here. So what are you going to do during in February when it's like negative degrees outside? You know, it doesn't cost that much to heat a tiny house. You, you use the body heat. I, yeah, that's all you need. Like, <laughs> I can imagine. And like, you go outside in the summer because it's too uh, too hot in that tiny house. Probably. I'm sure they have some air conditioning. I'm sure they have air conditioning and all of that. And hopefully they have ventilation <laughs> in the bathrooms and all of that good stuff. But I, you know, you watch these things on like HGTV and they're like, we want a 300 square foot house and we, but we need like a nice sink and a nice like refrigerator and whatever and i'm like how no we need to do a field trip and go to a tiny house and experience it together and then <sighs> like do a follow-up podcast here no. with, well maybe with, with your impressions all right about it. someone who owns a tiny house invite us over and we will have uh gone boss on the road and we will come broadcast for the tiny house <laughs> but i just don't know i like our we live in a farmhouse it's a decent size. I like it because there's room for all. We all kind of need our space in our house. Like we're, mm-hmm. we we all kind of need to get away from each other uh, and have our own alone time and recover by ourselves. So like I like our house because you can go upstairs and work. I can hang out downstairs. Zuzu can go do her thing. The 15 year old can lock himself in his room and like do like play, play his guitar or whatever. And then we can come together and hang out and do whatever we need to too. 
but not in a tiny house. I would mur- I would murder someone if we lived in a <laughs> tiny house. I'm just say- I will put that out there right now. I would murder somebody. All right, so we're gonna go- we're gonna take a field trip and yeah. and and experience the tiny house. Tag someone in this episode who lives in a tiny house, and we will come and check it out. And I promise not to bag on it too hard. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. And don't forget today's episode was brought to you by Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has Gone Boss.